This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the living legend himself. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. MP, it's so good to be back with you again. I'm pumped about this one, actually. This is uh, this is nine things I should have learned about before I was 40. Yes, <laughs> you know? this would have been great. Before I turned 30, I'm 33 shortly, Damo. How about that, mate? You're yeah. uh, coming of age. Tell you what, there's. I love these. Uh, there's an article that came out in the Huffington Post. Yeah. Um, called Nine Things You Should Know Before Turning Fifty, but you can make this Nine Things You Should Know Before Your Next Birthday. And um, I think there's so much wisdom in what in what we're about to share. Not because it's our wisdom, because it's the wisdom of people that um, it's the wisdom of people that have been living a long life. Uh, so this article was written on the reflection of people that were in their 70s, 80s and 90s and some of their regrets and some of the wisdom that they feel like they should have known um, when they had turned 50. And so, but it's relevant to whatever age you're at. That's why I thought Damo and I would share this on the podcast today. And so Damo, without further ado, why don't I just get stuck straight into it and head to number one? What do you think? Go to number one. Number one's All always right. a great place to start. Wisdom, number one. Start an exercise regime and lose weight earlier. Oh, now gosh, you, you don't have a weight problem, Damo. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I don't have a weight problem. I can tell myself that much. Yes, but just to quote this article, and then I might put my spin on it, and I'm fascinated in your spin. <laughs> so now let's give the let's give the journal some credit here. Yagana Shah. Yagana Shah. <laughs> she said here, if you're anywhere over the age of 25, you probably know that your metabolism just won't always be what it used to. Yes. And no, you cannot eat French fries and an ice cream sandwich for lunch and zip up your pants the next day. It's just the physics of middle age. And then someone said, you know, I wish I had known when I was 25 that my metabolism would slow down as I got older. Yeah. Someone else said, I wish I would have known to exercise more and lose the weight before 50. Mm. It's really tough now. Mm. And so, where do you sit on this, Damo? First of all, um, physiologically, yeah. I'm fascinated in this whole metabolism slowing down thing. Mm-hmm. And then anecdotally or experientially, I have noticed it um, far more difficult, and difficult would have to be the word, like exercise is more, is exercise more difficult or is keeping in shape more difficult? Like, I feel like I was, I could exercise more easily and readily five years ago. Than I could today. Like today, it just takes more effort. Doesn't mean I'm any less committed. No, just, I just notice it takes more effort. But I think there's a lot more of the mind willing than the body willing. You know, as we get a bit older, you know, things are a bit tighter. They're a bit shorter. Um, we don't have as longer muscles. We don't necessarily have stronger muscles either. You know, if you haven't exercised for a decade or two, then your body's actually not going to be in as good a shape. So um, you'll find you'll tend to find that when you go out to exercise, your muscles aren't. Um, as willing or your body's not as willing to let you do and be as free as what you used to be, you know, some 10, 20 or 30 years ago. So 
the younger you get a habit of exercise, the easier it is to follow that through as you age. Now, for every decade, it seems that it gets more and more difficult. Now, I never, ever believed that people would say that, you know, things start to fall apart when you're 40. But, um, you know, you do definitely start to notice that things do change. Now, the people that are in their 40s, or sorry, in their 50s that say, when I turn 50, things really changed. And people in their 60s go, far out when I turn 60, man, I couldn't believe how much it changed from when I was 50. And it seems that every single decade um, seems to be some kind of a, a flag in the ground the that is almost like a, okay, it's tougher from here on. And then, okay, it's tougher from here on. If I had have known, I would have done more when I was younger. And everybody seems to say that. And, uh, okay. and I see that with weight loss too. People trying to lose weight in their 40s find it much more difficult to lose weight in their 40s than what those in their 30s are doing. Yep. You so know? my question is, Damo, mm-hmm. is, is, is that because the, our metabolism is slowing down as we get older to the point that that does make it more difficult the older we get? You know, it's interesting and I would... Physiological fact because I'm with you. I see people in their 50s and 60s wanting to lose weight and they find it so much more difficult than teenagers or people in their 20s. Yeah, true. Let's have a look at some of the uh, the ripped actors that we've got out there, right? Um, look at Australia's own... Um, what, what, my, my brain's a little bit fried at the moment. Um, the guy who plays the X-Men guy... Oh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, right? Hugh Jackman. Yep. He's ripped, right? He's ripped. Born in 1968, so making him 45. 45. 45. Now you, you look at him. You look at the current James Bond. You look at you look at some of these guys. They're older in their life um, than some of the younger you know actors that may or may not have a ripped body. Matthew McConaughey, all these sorts of guys. Like they, they've they've got good shaped bodies, but it's not because they've sat around waiting for the opportunity to have a summer body. They work on their body all year round. Um, it's not just a a fad that they might do for six months of the year just to try and get in shape to look good for the camera. Um, they're, they're always working on it. It's the same as the girls, Angelina Jolie. You know, if you look at some of the girls um, that are that are still out there in great shape, um, they're working at it all the time. Elle McPherson, case in point, you know, she's 50-something um, and has a ripper body. She's looking great. And it's, yes, maybe the metabolism does slow down, but I think it slows down with your effort. And, yeah, uh, good call. This mm, is good. mm so, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so these guys started early, right? Yeah. So they started early. That's got to be the, the continuity factor has to be the big thing. I think it's got a lot to do with the habits that you form, doesn't it? Like it's what do you fit into your day? You're like are you waking up and then just going straight to the breakfast table and then going straight to the car and then going straight to work and then sitting down at work um, and getting all the way through to the end of the day and then standing up and walking to the car and then driving all the way home and then sitting down when you get home and then sitting down for dinner and then going to bed. You know, is that kind of what you're doing in your day or are you finding um, space and room and time to get out there and uh, and start to practice some of the things that we talk about? that are associated with uh, anti-aging or aging appropriately. All right, next next point, next morsel of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Be flexible and accept change, especially in the workplace. So I'll read you some of this. Yep. Being an effectively nice co-worker is superior to trying to hold a stubborn line, says one person. Mm. Um don't act like change is the enemy around is the enemy around younger co-workers. Uh, don't be the guy who says things like, but this is how we've always done it. Uh, you don't want to be the person in the room who always says no to any new way of looking at things. Mm. 
there's no doubt that flexibility is one of the biggest keys, like common traits of people that we've spoken to, like flexibility in their own personality. Like, you know, Char- do you remember Charles Eugster? <laughs> I right? do. I mean, he had such a flexible mindset, didn't he? Like he was a dentist and then he started doing exercise and he's doing other bits and pieces and he wasn't like attached to, to the way it's always been. No, he wasn't attached to much, was he? And that flexibility seems to be um, something that in, in all the people that we've spoken to, whether it was uh, the late Ruth Frith or even Dexter Kruger, um, uh, who's someone, oh, um, Wally Bortz, you know, they're yep. just people that kind of, it's like almost innate, um, that they, they're not so stubborn to think that it has to be done the only way. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, it's interesting, and here's some science for you. Um, there's a little ligament at the front of the spine called the lig- ligamentum flavum, and um, as we become um, older and less flexible, that becomes tighter and tighter. And there's research to suggest that the tighter the ligamentum flavum is, in other words, the less flexible you actually are in your spine, the tighter and the more rigid your aorta, which is your main blood vessel uh, coming from your heart, actually is. So your aorta hardens at the speed at which the ligamentum flavum also um, hardens, which is indicative of the degree of rigidity in your um, aorta or cardiovascular system. So oh. the suggestion is that the more flexible you are, the uh, longer your heart health will be uh, better or your cardiovascular health will be better um, due to flexibility in your aorta. Very, very interesting, right? That's Su- Super interesting. Um, but interestingly, people who are rigid and people who are inflexible tend to also have a more rigid column in their spine and as a result have a thicker and stronger ligamentum flavum, less flexible. So um, I don't know. Maybe there's some links to be drawn there. Good one. All right. Next, third, third piece of wisdom, save your cashola. Yes. Now... The interesting comment here is that this one is a no-brainer that everyone tends to forget yeah. regardless of age. So the suggestion is nobody wants to live like a broke uni student when they're 50. No, that's exactly right. Like you work so hard your whole life to build and, you know, to build your castle and, uh, you know, flash your wares and show your wares. You don't want to get to 50 or 60 um, and think, yeah. oh, my gosh, yeah. I've got to work for the rest of my life. Like, I'm going to yeah. be working, earning money, especially if you're not happy working. Like, you know, at this point in time, this point in time in my life, I think, oh, yeah, I'm quite happy working. I enjoy it. It's nice. But, you know, maybe in 20 years' time or 25 years' time, I might want to stop working for a bit, maybe for 10 or 15 or 20 years. And... Um, and if I'm forced to have to work, that wouldn't be a good thing. And there's yeah. people that I know, um, and even family members I was just speaking to recently, who go, you know, I'll probably have to work for another 10 or 15 years, and they're, you know, at 65 years old now. And you go, oh, far yeah. out, and they don't enjoy it. Yeah, that's sad. Mm. That's See, sad. I think the other, and if people are listening to this going, all right, I need to do something about this, I would definitely say, and I'm sure you'd agree, Damo, Richest Man in Babylon. Richest Man in Babylon is probably one of the greatest Great. books on wealth creation. Yeah, absolutely. Think, think and grow rich, but that's a different different slant. But Richest Man in Babylon in terms of creating creating your financial future, uh, yeah. it's, it's a classic, but I think it's a, and such an easy read. You read it in a couple of days. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you, Damo, but I tell all, especially when I'm talking to young chiropractors, when they start to earn some money and they're, they're 23 and they're not quite used to it, it's the first book I tell them to go and read. Is that right? No, I didn't know that. You never told me that one, but uh, I have read the no, book. I know you when you were 23, Damo, but uh, that's, that's what yeah, well, I... Well, when I was 23, you would have been very young. Oh, you I was... Uh, 16. I was in year... I was in... 
seven or eight or nine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number five, life is precious. Hey, can I just say something about that uh, spending money or saving your money? Yeah. I think it's really important to save your money, but also don't hang on to your money so much so that you don't enjoy your life as you go. You've got to find a balance. So I see a lot of people who are building all this wealth, and I I met with a guy today who's building all this wealth, and... You know, he's got millions of dollars in his superannuation and all that sort of stuff. But if you're not enjoying it, like if you're actually not buzzed up by it, and look, he is buzzed up by it, but if you're not and you've got all this wealth, then what's it all for? Mm. And uh, so there's that balance, that fine line. Yep, absolutely save your money. And at the same time, definitely enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. Mm. Um, Life is precious, plain and simple. How mm-hmm. fast time goes after 50 and how young 50 seems before you know it. And I think, you know, even if you're, I mean, Damo, I'll ask you this at 40. Like, you feel like you probably got to 40 in a hurry. <laughs> I got to 41 in a hurry. Like, here we are. Like, you and I were doing this podcast before I turned 40. I'm about to turn 41. And, uh, and I think, far out. Where did all that time go? That whole 12 months has just disappeared. And I think about when I graduated from chiropractic school and came back to Australia and I was 33. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, goodness gracious, where did that go? Or 34. And um, it's, it, things just do fly. And, and everybody does say that uh, for every time you get a bit older, things start to move a little bit faster. Yeah, now, one that we spoke about on a previous episode um, just last week when we were talking about pain, but um, don't take your health for granted. I don't think we actually have to go on down this path too much because we, we pretty much talk about it all the time, but um, your health is your wealth, mm-hmm. and uh, if, you don't, if you don't commit to the necessary ingredients of, of living a healthy life, no one wants to get, no one wants to get oh, you know, old enough to be experiencing, like you said, if you're retiring from work or you're spending more time with family and traveling the world. I always think about it with travel, maybe because I just love traveling so much. But you don't want to be planning that once-in-a-lifetime trip and no. because of habits that you've created or not not committed to in your life, your, your health uh, suffers and then you can't achieve a dream. Well, we often hear that about, you know, you know, very, very fit or very, very driven people. You know, they've been saving up for their whole life to have the light, the trip of their dreams. You just, just look at the absolute massive tragedy that happened just recently with the Malaysian Airlines flight. Um, you know, a grandfather taking his grandchildren um, away from the parents so the parents can actually have their holiday and he's on the plane and it gets blown up. You know, and it's, that's an incredibly tragic story. And then you hear the people that actually go on the cruise and they have a heart attack on their cruise, or you hear about people who are saving up and then they're, they're diagnosed with cancer and their life savings are now spent on actually helping them get through their cancer. Yeah. You know, it is very important to be mindful of all that sort of stuff. You've got to make yourself a priority. It's very important because life does actually move very, very quickly. Now, my favorite one, and I think you may have even just said the words, but this is my favorite one demo. Mm hmm. Number six, make yourself a priority. <laughs> make yourself a priority. I did it to say the words. Okay, it is okay to say no. Yeah. This is my favorite. I, I, use the, I use the word selfish at least once a day and some people balk at the word. But if you're not selfish, it, particularly I say this to mums. I say this to my beautiful wife, Sarah, mm-hmm. but she knows it. So I'm, I'm preaching to the converted. But if you're a mum listening to this, if you are not healthy and well and, and, he- and happy and well within yourself, you cannot be of service to the people around you. Yeah. If you're not healthy and you're lying in bed, you can't serve the kids or the people around you. Yes. And if you're not if you're not making yourself a priority, and this seems to happen to people as more as they get older, but 
you know, I'm fascinated just to talk with people about where where the behaviour you know comes from, and most of the time it's taught by our by our, our dear beloved parents. But if we don't make ourselves a priority, Damo, the consequences are dire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, I think people are very much reminded of that every single day. And the whole rusty gate thing, uh, when you start to see arthritis forming in your body, or you start to feel your your life slowing down, or you start to lose your friends around you because they're continuing to move on because you haven't made yourself a priority, or you've given yourself to other people for too long, you actually start to lose uh, a bit of your spirit. You'll lose a bit of a little, a little bit of yourself every single day, and and that's not a great thing or a great place to be, um, you know, when you're slowing down and you're rusting up. So if you make yourself a priority and you're exercising a little bit or you're eating great food every single day, uh, drinking enough water, it doesn't mean you can't have a coffee. It doesn't mean that you don't enjoy a donut from time to time if that's what you're going to do, but it's it means that you've actually got to take time out and take stock for yourself. Otherwise, you're wasting your life away so that somebody else can live a life. And do you think, Damo, like socially today? I mean, I am all for, I'm all for, I'm all for service. You know, living a life of service, of yeah. serving others, and adding value to the world. I'm all for that. Me too. But I think people are confused between service and obligation. Mm. Like, I often use the example of a dinner party. Have you ever been invited to a dinner party by people that? It's not that you didn't like them, but it's just the thought of having a dinner party with them was just. You kind of wanted to say no because maybe you'd been just so busy and you just needed that Friday or Saturday night to yourself. You just wanted to relax. You didn't need another social commitment, but you just almost like did not know how to say no. Well, I always say yes. I always do. And Even if you wanted to say no? Um, yes. And what's interesting about that is because I think that for me, uh, friends and family are so important to me and so that if I get the opportunity to spend more time with friends and family, I actually find that quite therapeutic. I'm now, not talking about close friends, Damo. I'm talking about just, let me call it colleagues, acquaintances. acquaintances. No, just, just like something where you, you know in advance that it's not going to add massive value to your life or those around you because you're not going to bring your best self to, to the event. And you know that really the, the best thing for you and for them is that you actually just take a break and relax. Because yeah. I'm with you. Time with family and friends is therapy. Like, especially after a big day's work or a big week or a big month. Like, family time is the best. Friends time is the best. I'm talking more about when people just they say yes to everything because they just don't know how to say no to to one thing or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I wonder what actually happens there. I don't know whether or not. Um, I suppose it does happen to some people, but we don't tend to be invited. Um, to people's places, if if we don't really care about them, so you know what I mean. Not not that I don't, not yep. that we don't care about them, but it's it's like that. The close friends and our close family um, invite us to their place, and we go, yes, we'd love to. Um, but those that uh, that don't invite us aren't that close to us anyway. So, you know. Have you ever given a talk? I'll ask another way then. Oh, okay, given- yes. Right, I have. I've done talks. Yes. Yeah, I've done talks. I've but done you presentations. You in your heart that. No was the wisest answer. Yes, absolutely. So you know what? That's what I mean. That, yep. That's what I'm. Um, number seven, you have the power to make yourself happy. You have the power to make yourself happy. <laughs> there, I don't know about you, Damo, but I feel that a lot of people think that happiness is something that happens to them, but not something that they actually create or that we create ourselves. Yes. I had that perfect so, example the other day. Listen to the wellness guys. Listen to the wellness guys the other day. Yes. The interview with John Martini. Fabulous interview, by the way, Damo. It was good, wasn't um, it? 
but it's our values that really dictates our happiness and our sadness because when our values are supported, we're going to feel happy and jubilant. When our values aren't supported, we're going to feel down. Or we can feel down. We can choose to feel down. It's a choice, right? This is what I say. I was, um, I was, I was alerted to this last Friday. I flew to Brisbane. Um, and I flew to Brisbane with, uh, with one of my colleagues, very excellent bloke, excellent bloke. Um, I'll say his name, Alex. Alex, I flew with Alex, and um, Alex was grumpy. And <laughs> it was early in the morning. I met him at, you know, very close to 7 o'clock in the morning in Essendon um, on our way to Brisbane. And I looked at him and I said, what's the matter with you? And he said, nothing. And I go, oh, I don't think so. The, you're grumpy. What's going on? He goes, well, it's early in the morning. <laughs> and so, well, you can imagine what that did to me, MP. So I... Um, I had a bit of I fired up a little bit. I said, mate, shake out of it, you know, knock knock yourself out of it because it's a decision to stay grumpy, you know, get happy. When you when you're happy, then we'll start talking. So five minutes later he starts talking and he's smiling and all happy. But it's a mindset to drive forty minutes and be grumpy because it's early in the morning. You know what I mean? So you've got to wake up, snap out of it, get happy, be happy. You know, it's another day, it's another day in your life that's gonna be amazing. And yes, you might be up a couple of hours earlier, um, or yes, maybe something's going on and maybe it might be a bit of you know aggravation or frustration but snap out of it because the negative effect of being unhappy is too too damaging well good on you for being a snapper you got a snapper um all right we're almost out of time so we've got two to go Mm. but uh this is probably one of the better ones yes life isn't fair now they've put a full stop after this Mm. life isn't fair i would say damo life isn't fair but it's worth it Mm. yeah absolutely what would you say yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that life isn't fair because I think life is just difficult. I think life is fair. It gives you every opportunity that you want. Um, some people are dealt a rough hand. You have to admit that, don't yes. you? Like some people yeah, are dealt. Well, I, think, I think that's what they're suggesting is that as as we get older, we realise that some some people in the world just have a really that dead. You have to. There's too much to kind of consider about how the world works and everything else. But some people just seem to have a really. They've been dealt a really rough hand. Whether it's as our parents would say, the starving people in Biafran, or whether it's someone <laughs> in our friendship yeah. circle that just seems to hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Or born with but, a disability, or born with yeah. something that's limiting. You know, absolutely. Yep. Uh, or has somebody, you know, die around them. There's stuff, there's, you know, stuff that happens to people in their life, absolutely. And I suppose that's what makes life not fair. But I think in the day-to-day running of events and the day-to-day things that happen in our life, we're given so many different opportunities. And I think that whole sliding doors, I remember a movie that talked about sliding doors. Um, you know, the decisions that you make on a particular day will determine the results and the effects uh, of your life some time in the future based on the decisions you made in the past so uh, it, it's always good to be mindful of the decisions that you make because they will influence your future and understand that the universe is always going to be delivering to you options and it's your choice to make those options and our final morsel of wisdom in this article it says 50 is actually pretty darn sweet but I would replace it with the 100 not out mantra of whatever your age right now yes. is actually pretty darn sweet and it's- as someone said here who's been quoted I have spent way too much time dreading what is turning out to be the best part of my life. <laughs> and I think that's something that most people can relate to, yeah. that wherever age they're at, at some point they actually dreaded being that age. So when you're a teenager, you kind of 
you, you might dread being in your 20s and you feel like you've got to go and work and then your 30s and 40s and 50s and so on and so forth. But yeah, whatever age we're at, it's pretty darn awesome. Yeah, that's really true, isn't it? And just make the most of it. You know, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 or 110, wherever you're at, it's all awesome. And, uh, and every day is a blessing. And, you know, every day is an amazing day because you're just you're doing something that you didn't do the day before. Damo, I have got LT screaming down my, breathing down my neck, saying, tell Damo to stop talking already. He wants to record Inside the Champion's Mind with me. But this has been too much fun. We've gone over time as we like to do. But Damo, once again, (laughs) thank you for your wisdom as always. Great to be with you, MP. I love it. I love it a bit. So I'd love to be up in Byron Bay with you and enjoying the sunshine, the good weather, the fine life up in Byron Bay. I mean, I'll be down with you for the wellness summit in a few weeks' time in the cold, freezing winter of Melbourne. You know what I love and, is uh, that every single time we are recording uh, 100 Not Out episodes, more sales, more people are purchasing tickets for the wellness summit. It will be a sellout, MP. We're so close to selling out. Um, if you haven't bought a ticket yet, there may be tickets left when you hear this podcast. There may not be. I hope you got a ticket because it is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, because by the time this goes to air, we'll be very close. So, folks, remember, if you'd like to come to the Wellness Summit, uh, join Damo and I and a raft of wellness experts at thewellnesssummit.com. Uh, tickets two ninety seven for 15 hours of powerhouse wellness. Works out, Damo, at under 20 bucks an hour. So I think it's pretty good value. That's unreal. Remember, folks. We would love to hear your feedback. You can provide in any number of ways. The best way is to go to our website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out, all letters. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here from The Wellness Guys and 100 Not Out. Time is running out to secure your seat at this year's Wellness Summit. Make no mistake, this year's event will indeed sell out. So hurry up and avoid disappointment. Join myself and my Wellness Guys co-hosts, the Up For A Chat Girls, Careers Unplugged Boys and Thermomix Queen Joe Witten and more as we share with you and 600 others at Crown Melbourne all of our latest insights and inspirations from the nutrition, movement and mindset worlds. Tickets are just 297 but this two-day, 15-hour powerhouse event. To register for the event, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com and we'll see you there. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.